All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Previously on All Things Unexplained. And they used to say up in Loch Ness, there's two monsters up here. There's the Loch Ness Monster. Which possibly there is, you know, the it's the biggest loch in Britain. And it's hundreds of feet. At one point, it's over a mile deep. Could be anything down there. We don't know. We don't know what's at the bottom of the sea in the Atlantic. Never mind at the bottom of Loch Ness. But they used to say there was two monsters that lived in Loch Ness. One was a monster, which I believe to a certain extent, is I believe there's something there. And also Mr. Crowley. And also Mr. Crowley. Because he bought a, a building there and did it up and some incredibly horrific things happened there because he was very much into demonology and, and Satanism and all that stuff. Jimmy Page bought the building right. some years later. He's, um, I think it was a Black Sabbath or whatnot. He's a rock guitarist. But apparently he only ever stayed in it a few nights and never went back and has also refused to talk about it. You know, I don't encourage people to read about it because I I don't like anything about it. I think sometimes you can attract things into your life and then it's very difficult to get rid of. So I don't ask people to go and research and read about it or read about him. I think the house is called Ballskin or something like B-O-L-E-S-K-I, yes. something like that. But... Everything that's attached to it or round about it, to me, is the ultimate in anything that I do not wish within my life. That is unexplained. So uh, not a lot of people particularly want to talk about it, and I understand why, but that's why they used to say there's two monsters up here. One's Loch Ness and one's over in that house. No, do not like it at all. But I think that... Uh, as in human nature, we're intrigued by things like this and we want to know. Do we really want to know the answer? I don't know. But what I can tell you is, during my life and what I've written about is fact and uh, I've been able to put it down onto to paper. I had great reviews, five star. I'm really, really proud of myself. Really proud. But uh, 
some of the things that have happened and some of the things that people have came and told me in confidence that I've put in the book have been absolutely fascinating. And this is sensible people, you know, right. you know, not not people who are looking for attention, but Christine, what do you think about this? Can you maybe explain that? No, I can't. I'm not a scientist. I don't know the answer to it. But sometimes there is no answer. You know, it's it's fascinating and yet it's terrifying. Yes. But I I think I already told sorry, I'm talking and talking and talking here. My dog, Mr. Thor, who is or who was my fabulous big Doberman, he died last summer. He was nearly fifteen. Everybody loved him. I was so sorry to uh, read that, by the, the way. Book. Yes. He's in the book, oh, and I was so sorry to nothing, read that nothing, Mr. Yeah. Thor did pass away. I'm so sorry about that, Chrissy. I know, but everything has its time on Earth, doesn't it? On Earth, as I say. But I broke my heart for two weeks because he was such an incredibly loyal dog, and he was an extension of the whole family. He was very much attuned to me. One word command, didn't have a lead, uh, very aloof. Everybody loved him. When I brought his ashes back, I took them upstairs with me the night that he came home for the first time after obviously being dead. And now, it was summer, round about six in the morning, because I looked at my clock. My dog used to tap the side of the bed with his big paw, and that was for me to lift up the cover to let him in. And that's what happened. He tapped oh, wow. on the side of the bed. I smiled because I knew that he was no longer with me. And I lifted up the cover and I felt him walk in the way he used to walk in as a dog that wasn't unwell. And I actually felt him down the side of my leg because I petted him. Now, you speak to a doctor or a scientist and they will tell you, ah, it's all in your mind. You wanted to see him. You wanted to feel him. It's your mind playing tricks with you. But is it? Maybe he did come back to say, listen, I'm still in this house for you. You are my master. I love you. You're here. You need to stop crying and just understand that I've moved on, but I'm still here. So, and my son has actually said to me twice now that he's heard him or he's seen him on the sofa. You know, is my son a liar? He may well have not seen him at all. Maybe it was lighting, whatnot. But I think sometimes... If that makes you feel better, then yes. Do I believe that we see the dead? Yes, I do. I think that they have the ability to come back and tell us they are still here or they're thinking about us. Definitely. And I think that goes for animals as well. Because I am uh, I'm not the kind of person who would sit and make anything up or exaggerate anything, but... I know what I know, and I know that my dog presented himself to me that day and came in beside me because I could feel him, I could smell him, and I just, everything about it. Yeah. I hope that uh, maybe people get good solace from that, you know. I hope that that anybody who's suffering any kind of depression or pain or whatnot because somebody's passed can get a wee bit of solace knowing that maybe, maybe they'll get to see them again. Right. And that's with it. That's not in a religious form. That's in a spiritual form. Dogs are amazing animals. You know, they're not that much different from people in terms of 
how you know you can tell they've got that something extra, right? Like they're not just a living organism. There's some extra intelligence and empathy there. Mm -hmm. Soul, if you will, spirit. You know, dogs have just got it. And I love, I'm speaking with Chrissy Heron, author of the debut novel Headaches and Hauntings, about a young girl named Katherine Jameson. She goes by Cat. Cat can can see and communicate with the dead. And I love how Chrissy Heron integrated her own Mr. Thor, who was a Doberman pincher. Is that correct, Chrissy? Into Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. so you integrated Mr. Thor into the story. And Chrissy, I did want to ask you about some of your influ- influences in the writing world, but for me, Mr. Thor, when I read about Mr. Thor in your book, Reminded me of some two of my, at least two of my favorite authors, who love to integrate dogs into their books, and that's Stephen King, and Dean Koontz. Oh, you see that, yeah. And yes, as far as I well know, they don't always integrate them in a great way because I think dogs are a lot like people in that there there are some bad apples too. <laughs> okay. There's some bad seeds, yeah. even in the dog world, of course. And Stephen King had Cujo. I was about to say, I've never read a bad dog in a Stephen yeah. King novel, but I, I did forget about Cujo, although Cujo wasn't really bad. He just mm-hmm. got sick. And Dean Koontz loves yeah. dogs. He always includes pictures of his golden retrievers with him on the back you know, oh. cover of his novels. So, Chrissy, I loved how you integrated Mr. Thor there. And I need to ask you, did yeah. did Cat in the book, or does Cat's inspiration from real life, were either of them, did they communicate with animals? Did they see animals, dead animals? Yes. Yeah. The lady, the lady who it's based on, she would regularly go up and down the street. She used to come into the building that we lived in and she would talk to a young boy called Billy, who's at the start of the book. Billy used to, he was the same age as me at that point, which was five years old. He died from asthma, and he was buried in his Sunday suit. But he used to come and talk to her. But when he was talking to her, he would be with his granddad's greyhounds, so she was able to communicate with the dogs as well and come back and say, oh, yeah, speaking to Billy, and he was with the dogs, and she would name the dogs. This would be something that she would never know. But Cat would also be able to, to communicate with other animals that had been part of her life and other people's. I think within the book there was a, a family, and they have a dog which behaves very strangely when another dog comes into the house and she's able to see it the book is through her eyes where she can see these spirits as she explains the spirits appear to her the same way as i'm looking at you now and she can only tell the difference from the living and the dead because she can't see hands and she can't see their feet and that's the only way she can really see the difference and whether that's a dog a cat, a horse, a man or a woman. It's right across the board. Um, 
but uh, yes, she could communicate with evil, good, bad, indifferent, anything that had passed, she was able to deal with. And I think the story is worth a read. Obviously, I want you to read my book. Of course I do. But uh, I think uh, once you do read it, I think you will question the actual ability. Is somebody able to do this? Is there life after death? Do the dead walk amongst us and come and see us? Yeah, I think they do. Which is absolute to me is fascinating and frightening. But uh, yeah, she definitely said, yep, they come back. Maybe somebody who had died peacefully and had moved on, like a great-grandparent or something like that, she said that they tend to not. But if people had had a traumatic life or had died unexpectedly or more so, she said that uh, most of the people she saw in her life were suicide. But she was able to bring a great deal of solace to the people that they'd left behind. And I know that she would come back and say the reason why he took her, she took her life was the following. Or even more traumatically, she would come back and say the reason why the life was taken was because of murder. Whereas other people had maybe thought it was suicide. I think it's a very, very dark, dark difficult subject, especially if you have been surrounded by it or it's infected or it's been impacted your life. But you do want to know. You want to know why that person is no longer there. So there's some of those situations in the book as well. Um, it's, a, it's a good read. I want you to read it. It's a terrific read. Yeah. All our listeners should check it out. Definitely. They can pick up Headaches and Honings on Amazon. Chrissy, are there other social media sites or web pages you'd like folks to check out? No, I'm in discussion with uh, a major outlet here in Scotland, which is a big bookstore. I can't say anything yet because it hasn't been agreed. But we're tidying it all up because I self-published. And when you write 150,000 words, you don't have, always get every sentence absolutely right. So up until recently, there was one or two words in it that were incorrect. We've dealt with all that. I'm happy with it now. Um and I'm in the pro you won't get it anywhere except on Amazon. But if you've got unlimited you uh, Kindle, you get free at the moment. And it's only one pound seventy-seven. I think that's two dollars ninety-nine in America to download it if you don't have unlimited. Or oh, there's a paperback. Paperback's just uh, I think it's nine dollars for you guys. It's eight pounds for us here in Scotland. But uh, it's a big chunk. Got it beside me. It's a big chunky book, <laughs> so don't think that you're going to get. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's there. It's got 460 pages or something, so it's a good read. There's plenty in it. As I said already, it's it's mainly been five stars. I've had a lot of fabulous bloggers in the states who have contacted me through my website or through Instagram or tweet, uh, tweet tweeted me. Um, and they've been really, really great. So I've had a really good feedback from America, which is brilliant. And now we're just trying to get it into the bookstores here in Scotland. So I, I haven't been pushing, pushing, but I think now that book number two is on its way, uh, I need to start being more focused on getting it out there more. It became a, it was a hobby that became a reality because of lockdown. Now I think 
there's the ability to make this reality my job, which is fantastic. You, you know, you want to do what you enjoy doing. So, yes. but I think I'm going to keep it in the same kind of realm of the unexplained. Oh, good. And uh, the, the one that I'm writing at the moment is about a tarot card reader and some of the antics that's involved in her life. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm having a great response from all over the world, which has been fantastic. That's exciting, yeah. and I was hoping you would give us a little preview of your next project, so thank you so much for giving us a little sneak peek into that. I'm Dr. Mouse. This is All <laughs> Things Unexplained. We're speaking with Chrissy Heron, author of the incredible novel Headaches and Hauntings. It is terrific, Chrissy. I've got it, the Kindle version. And it's a real page turner about a young girl that can communicate with the dead. Chrissy, we had a, and by the way, for all our listeners out there, if you're joining us live right now on Facebook around the world, feel free to comment, post any questions or comments that you may have. If you're listening to us on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thank you. We appreciate you. We have a listener comment. Chrissy, Brandy Lachey Wilkerson says, I think energy is never destroyed. It only changes form. Soul is energy. I'm not religious, but spiritual. Love it. I'm going to use that line. I'm going to use that line because that is just so beautiful. I would agree. You feel energy. You definitely do. I have been in several different situations and felt the room completely change. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's a beautiful line. I think I may actually steal that. Totally agree. Absolutely. And great energy does not disappear, nor does bad, but you can definitely feel it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it takes me back to what you were saying earlier, Chrissy, about how scientists like to try to explain everything. But I'm kind of of the notion... Yeah. You know, I don't I don't need science to explain everything, but I do think science backs up the unexplained when we really get into it. And I think Brandy Lachey Wilkerson, her comment there, you know, we get we get into things like astrophysics. We get into things yeah. uh like that. And she says energy is never destroyed. It only changes form. And of course, this is a major scientific principle right in of itself yes. so it only yes. supports these unexplained situations well, and it is beautiful soul is energy it also support reincarnation yes yeah you know do we come back look at all the different people who've came forward and said that they lived before or young boys who are able to speak languages from I don't know, 100 years ago, or are able to say that they used to be in the cavalry or whatnot. You know, you know, how can they be so specific in when they're telling you things? And yet, as you said, <clears throat> I'm just actually looking at page five of my book. It says here, science is powerful and there is very little it can't explain. But when science can't explain what it hears and sees, it will try and prove it doesn't exist. It's funny I should open that at that page, isn't it? But, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Why, why poo-poo things? Because they say, oh, that's rubbish. He's eccentric. 
a way where you're being, you know, there has to be more than this. Has to be. And I love that line from that lady. Yeah, thank you very much. Really powerful. Yeah, agree. And Chrissy, she says, you are welcome to it. <laughs> You're welcome to use the line. Oh, bless. How kind. Whereabouts is she from? That's a good question, Brandy, if you're still there. We'd oh, love sorry. we'd love to know where you're you're from. What a great name as well. Fantastic name. You know, we have very simple names here like James Smith and Megan Hunter. You guys have got triple barreled names over there. <laughs> you know, interestingly you should say that. And by the way, I'm I'm so intrigued by the fact you said you did open to that page. That totally relates to what Brandy Lachey yeah. Wilkes had said, because it that yeah. is what we have has ha- what we have had happen on this show so often is something called synchronicity, right? Where things just yeah. seem to line up for no particular reason, no explanation for it, but it just happens. And Brandy Lachey Wilkes things happen for a reason. Yes, absolutely. She's from Tennessee. I can't believe it. She's a volunteer. Oh, how lovely. How wonderful. It's the one place in the States I've not been. Not been. I've traveled to different places. Um, I used to be married to an athlete. I used to go to America a lot. So I've been to some crazy places in the States. And I've been to some fabulous places and some places that are completely over the top. But I have to tell you, uh, my husband won a a world title in uh, Dallas, then we decided oh. to stay on for a few days and went to Houston and Galveston and further down. Now, we stayed the night in a place called Waco. Waco, and yes. And it had a very interesting energy. Very interesting energy. Um, different people, different place, different culture. But it, it was just, I will never forget being there. Even though we stayed in beautiful hotels in New York and everywhere else, Waco had an energy about it, for sure. But it's good to experience all these different things. Oh, for sure. And Brandy, I just happened to take a recent road trip to Mississippi. I grew up in Mississippi, and my co-host, Smitty, who's not here, he's still in Mississippi, and I live in North Carolina. CJ, our other co-host, lives in North Carolina. But on my road trip to Tennessee recently, I spent the night in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Home of the Chattanooga yeah. Choo Choo. I had a great time. The Tennessee River runs right through downtown. I stayed in a hotel right oh. right near the Tennessee River. And so many great restaurants and bars and yeah. places there right downtown. So I love Chattanooga. Brandy, I don't love. know if you're near Chattanooga. But growing up in Mississippi, of course, I, I know a lot about different places of Tennessee. And we're mm-hmm. speaking with Chrissy Heron, author of Headaches and Honings. And Chrissy... I have to ask you, Gerard Butler. We did. Oh, 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 I forgot about him. Yes. <laughs> How could you forget oh, about Gerard? I know, I know. Yeah, I have to tell you, when we spoke earlier about things happening for a reason, if you go onto my website, you'll see all the pictures. Um, but I do the marketing for a number of lodges based in the west coast of Scotland and I very often go up there to finish writing or to take more pictures for their website etc anyway cut a long story short the day that I launched the Kindle the first Kindle edition 
was uh, the 10th of November last year. So I decided as celebration, I would drive up to the lodges and stay the night. Well, on my way up, the director phoned me to say, when you get here, the man next door in the other lodge says you have to chap his door. He wants to congratulate you on your book. He is from Paisley, the same as you, and in fact, from the exact same estate you're from. thought, oh, that's really interesting. I'll get to meet him. I'll chap his door. Eight o'clock, he asked me to do it. I did that. Eight o'clock, I chapped his door. <laughs> Opens the door. Gerard Butler. I've got the pictures. Go onto my website, see it. Unbelievably down to earth. Fantastic. Spoke to him in his lodge for about half an hour. I ended up inviting my son in because it just seems so bizarre <laughs> being there. I didn't want him to get the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> Going into a stranger's lodge. We laughed and laughed and laughed. And I think because um, we're so similar and we're from the same area. So he took some pictures with me with the, the Kindle. We used all those for social media. He invited me in the morning to go for breakfast because it was my birthday. And we did that. We spent another hour or so together. And he said to me, this was meant to be. He said, why would you be coming up here tonight? You said you never come up on a Thursday, but you just launched your book. I'm going to see my mum. I came off road to come to these lodges and took a chance. I would never normally come here. I would normally go to a big hotel or just drive up to see my mum. We were reading the same book, which was the Dalai Lama's book. And he said this was meant to be. And I thought that is so lovely. Now, he was up to see his mum before he was going to Saudi Arabia. But we talk, took a whole load of pictures. We spoke about my book. In fact, we did have, we had such a laugh about it. I can't tell you a lot of the things we said because they were so rude. They were so rude. <laughs> but he was definitely, I was definitely one of the boys and we had a great, great time. Totally down to earth. And it was really surreal because as I was leaving to drive away, because I had to come home because I had a party, he's standing up at his veranda shouting, hey, Chrissy, Chrissy. You know, I'm downloading it now, downloading it now. It was great meeting you. I think people like that come into your life for a reason. He came in to help me promote my book. We got pictures taken. Who would ever have believed that would have happened unless I had the evidence, which is in video format, it's in picture format. It's just, it was just incredible. That day, a Thursday, in a damp, squalid November, rain coming down, one of the biggest actors, right next door to me, invited me into his lodge. We had a right good time. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Totally great. Things happen for a reason. And as he said to me, this was meant to be. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, great. So, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll meet again. Although the interesting thing was... Uh, he was telling me he was going to Saudi Arabia, um, or Dubai or somewhere like that to, with regard to a new movie after he'd seen his mum, because it was his birthday the day after mine. Um, when I got my report through that following month for my book sales, there was another two, because um, it comes up in the different areas uh, with regard to your payments, and uh, two of the Kindle versions were in the Arab Emirates. Isn't that interesting? Oh, hey. yeah. It was lovely. 
very, very nice. A beautiful Scotsman. I totally got him wrong as well because I said to him, oh, I've not seen many of your movies, but I think you were great in uh, Gladiator. <laughs> Turns out that was Russell Crowe, not him. <laughs> we were womp, able womp. to laugh about it. <laughs> he was brilliant. I think, I think I have a sad so, trauma. So nice. I've worked, I've worked on radio for a lot of my life. Oh, sorry. And I've met a lot of big stars, but he was definitely really, really grounded. So, good. And he's handsome. Always handy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of our previous guests introduced the term, and his name was Jonathan Fink, author of The Baseball Gods Are Real. And he introduced a term to this oh. show called synchronicity, and that notion <gasps> has played out throughout each all, practically all of our episodes where these this this synchronicity, this synchronizing of the universe just happens. And it can be happening and we don't we're not even aware of it happening. You're not aware of it. It's like fate. I truly believe that when you're born you already know the dest your destiny has already been put out there for you. And you you know, I, I really believe that. I believe that that uh, nature nurtures thing, evil and good. Are you born evil? I think you are. I don't think you learn it. I think you're born evil. But I think that destiny is laid out right in front of you, and that path is where you go. You know, so that's just what I think. Lots of people will poo-poo it and say, ah, synchronicity, great word. I'm going to use that. I might call my next book synchronicity. <laughs> hey, that would be wonderful. No, I can't call it that. <laughs> I can't call it that. But, uh yeah, it's uh, these things can't always be coincidental. They can't. No, no. The unexplained can't always be a coincidence. There has to be something behind it for whatever reason. And uh, I believe, I truly believe that, uh, that uh, life is a fantastic journey, good, bad, and different. And I think that it won't change you already. If you're going to be a fantastic sports person, that's fine. That's, that's what will happen. If you're going to be an actor or what, that's going to happen. I said to Jared Butler, you know, I thought you studied to be a lawyer. And he said, yeah, studied it. He said, but once I actually got into an office and started playing the part of lawyer, I very, very quickly realized I hated it. It wasn't for me. So he came out of it, went into acting, and of course... One of the biggest stars in the world, but uh, for sure we have a we have a saying in Scotland which is, "What's for you will go by you," and what that means is, "What's for you in life will not pass you by." So if it's for you, it's going to happen. So and I, I'm a, a big believer in that. I think I like you have that. to push it on slightly, you know, you know. But I always said I would write a book and I would have it published, and then I would write more, and I will be successful at it. The journey has started, you know, and we're on the next part of that journey. Where does it take us? I don't know, but I instinctively feel and believe that something fabulous is going to come from this, whether it's book number three, book number four. But I'm telling you now, I want you to watch this space because I believe and I feel that something good is going to come from it. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe one of the big uh, producers might pick it up and, and do a movie on it. <laughs> that would be good. Hey, something ha fabulous, 
something fabulous has already come of it for us, and that is having you on our show. Yeah, that's okay. Which is terrific. That's and okay. you know, it's lovely. we were talking about yeah. science earlier, and it, and what listener Brandy Wilkinson brought up, and what you were bringing up with science, and, and what you were just talking about. It makes me think of you know Albert Einstein when he started delving into quantum mechanics. Yes. And he discovered literally spooky things, and that's his label, mm-hmm. things that disturbed him that he could not explain. And he basically said for some of those things, I'm, I'm just not even going to think about that anymore. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's spooky. Yeah. I can't explain it. And I think, you yeah. know, as you dig, like, and that, that's part of what science is for is digging, you know, don't just dismiss something. But as you dig, it just is, yeah. it is all connected on a quantum level, on a, on a giant yeah. universal level. You know, the more we explore mm-hmm. things, the more we do discover the synchronicity in everything. Yes. And people like to say, oh, she's eccentric, or she's a wee bit off the wall, or she's no quite right, or she's got some strange ideas. Well, can you imagine what they must have said about some of these fantastic people? 150, 200 years ago when that apple fell off the tree. Do you know what I mean? But, again, things happen for a reason. And I like eccentric. I like anything that's off the wall. I like people who don't follow the sheep, who want to say, do you know what? I had this most incredible experience. As long as they're not on drugs or anything like that. <laughs> LSD or mushrooms. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I admire people who are able to say, do you know what? Something really wacky happened. Oh, yes. Pray tell. So, uh, and I'm really quite good with people at that. Since I've written the book, I've had lots of people come to me and tell me eccentric things or this happened or I read this bit in your book, Christine, and that reminded me of the time, blah, blah, blah. So it's opened up new avenues and new paths to me. And it's also gave me more information into the fact that I'm not as wacky and as eccentric as I thought I was. Other people are, and they're frightened to see it. And that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. You know, one interesting thing I noticed in your local press, they described a couple movies that Gerard Butler was famous for, neither of which Uh did I know, but I know Gerard Butler for 300 which I thought was a yeah, fabulous. Which is what he told me I got wrong. Movie. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was Gladiator. People do confuse it with Gladiator. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but 300 yeah, I, I thought was a spectacular movie. And then I have a I have children of my own, a seven year old, and five year old. So the other movie I associate yeah. Gerard Butler with is How to Train Your Dragon, the cartoon. I've never seen it. He How plays. Funny. So get this: in How, in How to Train Your Dragon, he plays Stoic the Vast. Stoic the Vast, and I'm pretty sure How to Train Your Dragon is set in that. Scotland. So everyone has yes. a Scottish accent, and his name is Stoic yeah. the Vast. Stoic, that's a great name. I know a Stoic. How wonderful. Yeah. He also did a movie which your children can't see. It's called Rock and Roller. Uh, it was Madonna's ex-husband, Guy Ritchie, who was the director. It's fantastic. If you get the opportunity to see it, on Netflix or whatever you guys have over there, watch it. Rock and Roller is a great movie. He also did a movie based on the Clyde. 
I think it's something like Dear Jesse or Dear Something, where he has this wonderful part in it. And it's so incredibly natural, off the cuff, and you really... I remember watching it late one night because I couldn't sleep. It was one of these movies that was on at two in the morning. And I remember the minute he appeared in it, I nearly jumped out my seat because it was so wonderful that he would have been on one of these local movies. It's about a wee boy who dreams about meeting a star or meeting this particular person who happens to be Gerard Butler. It's a lovely movie. Sometimes some of these local, low-budget movies are just absolutely fantastic. They're great. But yeah, it was a joy to meet him. I really appreciate the fact that he supported me. And he took all the lovely pictures with me because he was most definitely in a picture, in a position where he didn't even have to introduce himself. He went out his way to do that. He was incredibly friendly. Uh, we had such an incredible laugh together. But I think that's because we were on the same parallel. We were on the same level. You know, we were reading the same books, the Dalai Lama. He seemed to be very much into spiritualism and such like. And so that was that was. A fantastic memory, you know, fantastic memory to meet somebody of that stature and just hit off with them. And it gave me actually the idea of, of, of a, a book that I'd like to put together. I'll leave that as number three or four once I get uh, beyond my next couple. But uh, no, it was wonderful. And it'd be one of these stories I'll be able to regale to my grandchildren in years to come and uh, tart it up a wee bit with something else. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Maybe, maybe uh, bring great some uh, Scottish whiskey into the equation. <laughs> and a haggis. <laughs> <laughs> and a deep-fried Mars bar. <laughs> you must try that deep-fried Mars bar, please. <laughs> so, Don't forget, it's a marathon. No, what do you call I've, it? A snicker. I think you guys call it a snicker. Snickers, yes. We've Covered in batter and deep-fried. i got to try that the next time I go to the diet. next time I go to the fair. That's... <laughs> Definitely getting tried. So we have a couple of listener a, comments for you off. here. And uh, listener Brandy Lachey Wilkerson, I think she said, Dear Frankie, was that the movie you might, maybe you were talking about? Yes. Thank you. Oh, oh Brandy, send me an Instagram or something like that uh, so that I've got your details. How wonderful. Or send me an email at um, christyheron.com. I'd love to stay in touch with you. How wonderful. That's so kind of you. Yeah. That's it. That's a great movie. If you get the chance, watch it. It's one of those ones your kids can watch as well. Oh, good. There's no sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, but it's a lovely movie. And, of course, he's delicious in it, as usual. <laughs> Just that fabulous Scottish accent. <laughs> Up there with Sean Connery's, of course. Oh, yeah, Sean Connery. He's got to be your favorite Bond. Oh, he's the only Bond. Are there any others? I'm not aware of any others. <laughs> well, Daniel, what's his name? Craig, Daniel Craig, or whatever he's called. Uh, he's the latest, isn't he? Although yeah. they are talking about Richard Maiden being the next one. And he is a super hot Scot. Watch this space. We'll have to stay tuned for that. And listen, Chrissy, you're not going to believe this, but listener Mercedes Vance yeah. says, My baby sister Yay. has. What's for you won't go by you tattooed on her inner arm. See what I mean? Is that spooky? That's unexplained. That's crazy. What a great name, Mercedes. <laughs> it's amazing. And I had never even heard that saying until today. I love it. 
what's for you won't go by you. I think that's very inspirational too. Yeah. I love it. So she's got that in her arm. I didn't know. That's fantastic. Yeah. See the things you learn. I mean, that was a lovely tattoo to have. It means so much. If you put that up there beside your kids' names, because they're meant to happen, are they not? Yeah, good. Love it. Oh, I've enjoyed this. This has been smashing. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.